Hi, guys. Thanks for listening to Library Overload. This is Susie. And this is Tavia. Don't forget to check us out on Instagram. You can find us at Library Overload there. And then we also have a blog where I'll list all the books we talk about. Today's going to be a big one, so I'll have all the books listed today. And you can find us there at libraryoverload.home.blog. Happy 2021, guys! The Roaring Twenties! We have made it to 2021. Lord, help us all. I know. I hope that 2020 does let the door hit it on the way out. (laughs) It was a rough year. Yeah, it was a rude, rude year. But yes, fingers crossed this one is much better. We're only a couple of days in, so we'll see, but... I saw that meme yesterday about Ross where he said he's, he's <laughs> this year was supposed to be great. It's only the second day and I'm already a loser. Yep. Yep. So, yeah. That's oh good. man. I am so excited about this episode guys. I know it's your favorite probably of the whole it's year. My favorite. So this is today is our second annual book Oscars. Tavia and I go through all the books we read last year and give awards to our favorite ones yeah it's it's fun so much fun I had I'm very proud of my um my categories this year last year I was a little bummed because mine were far beneath the coal categories that you had so I really mine are gonna be the the boring ones this year I think I struggled I struggled a little bit (laughs) I am much more pleased with myself (laughs) this year so thank you for helping me out Uh, much appreciated (laughs) I uh I, I don't know I had a really hard time wrapping my mind around this episode and I think it was just because it's been a rough few weeks here um the last bit of 2020 was pretty rough for us um but I, I think that moving forward, I'm going to be very excited. I finished the well, year pretty strong. I read 86 books in total, which very nice was 14 below my goal. But given the circumstances, I might take it. Yeah, right. 2020, hell hath no fury like 2020. Right. Let's be real. Right. So, yes, I am proud of everyone that cracked open a book this year. And you know what? If you were just unable to read because this last year was such a shit show, that's okay, too. Mm-hmm. I ended up only reading 75, which is the worst that I've had in probably a decade. Wow. But it's but You're it's old enough fun. to say things like that now, aren't you? Tavia, I will drop some more curse words that you're going to have to bleep out if you don't watch yourself. Okay. okay. We'll just we'll just leave that. We'll leave that. Mm-hmm. Your birthday's mm-hmm. coming up, though. Uh, no, it's not. It's fine. It's my mom this asked coming me. Week. <laughs> my mom asked me uh, what I wanted for my birthday, and I was like, uh, "Less years, please." <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> if you Please could remove just... some years for my for my number. <laughs> yeah. I don't wanna. Y'all I think that I've gotten to the point where I'm just okay with it. I'm okay with how old I am and with being classified as old because you know on on most days I feel it. So. You also have embraced 
you're, and I'm, I swear to God, I'm not being mean when I say this, but you have embraced your old lady-ish. You are perfectly fine with staying home and just, you know, cooking and stuff like that. I, before 2020, had a lovely social life. (laughs) (laughs) And it made me feel younger and, you know, gave me things to look forward to. And this year I sit here with my gray hair having not left the house in many, many moons. And I'm <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. Oh yeah. Uh, 2020 did not change a whole lot for my social life. <laughs> I mean, I missed going one or two places, but I am such a homebody. I, I just, I am. Uh... I used to think I was a homebody until 2020. And now I'm like, Oh no. I'm not. <laughs> and yeah. now I'm just crazy. That's funny. I have, I've been perfectly fine. There have been a couple of times where uh, Daniel and I, my husband and I have felt like we were just on top of each other mm-hmm. and, and we just needed some space. But other than that, <laughs> did I you mean, both retreat to separate rooms of the home? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> or I would like take a drive or go outside with the dogs or mm. I would sit down and be like, you're driving me insane. We have got to figure something out. <laughs> but overall being at home hasn't been that different for us. I mean, we like to go out to restaurants and we like to meet up with friends every once in a while, but we're, we're very comfortable being at home. So I get bored. Yesterday, I made the mistake of telling my gym rat of a husband. Gym um, rat is an understatement. The understatement of the century. Uh, well, I made the horrible mistake of telling him that there was a dress that I owned that I wish that I could fit into because it's really pretty. And then he made me go on a three-mile walk. I, I really don't understand how you thought that was going to go any differently. You know, I was just, I was sharing my thoughts with my husband and I did not think I would be punished for them. But here we are. (laughs) I am sore and not just like a walk, like, you know, around the apartment complex. No, like it was a walk. If you're not in Chattanooga, you won't get it, but a walk through the North shore of Chattanooga. Uh So like hills Mm -hmm. and just, ugh. And I kept being like, my butt is going to fall off (laughs) on fire because they hill. That's hilarious. It was terrible. I hated every minute of it. Um, But you know what? I did get out of the house and got to look at some very beautiful homes. And so that was fun. That's That's nice. I love to go looking at houses. Yeah. Love it. We like to drive by and look at them and stuff too. Um but I right. have discovered recently that I am what is classified as a highly sensitive person. Uh, it's an you can look it up, but one of the big things is comfort, like and being in your space that's safe. So I, I really have been perfectly, <laughs> perfectly okay living in my safe cave this year. <laughs> well, good. All right, guys, let's talk about some books. Let's do it. Okay. I'll go with my first category of the day. I'm just going to go with my most surprising five star. Ooh. And this is going to go to Hench by Natalie Zena Walshots. Um, so the reason this is my most surprising five star is, if you haven't heard me talk about it, this one I read somewhat recently. This one follows how villains in a world where superheroes and villains are real, 
it kind of shows the inner workings and like the business model of how villains work. And I thought it sounded really cute and was just literally just picking it up to like get a palate cleanser going, get me into reading. And I freaking loved this book. Like wouldn't shut up about it. Um, tried to find it in my local bookstore so I could own it. Like <laughs> so freaking good. I even found the author on Instagram and sent her a message and was like, oh, wow. I like from my personal account, like not even like the podcast account, like from my personal, like girl, fangirling. I lost my mind. Like, I was just like, girl, I love you. I just needed you to know that your book was incredible. Cannot wait to read your next one. Like, and of course she didn't respond because she has other things to do, but yeah, lost my mind. It was That's so, funny. so good. I'm, I'm very glad that you enjoyed it. I remember you talking about it. Uh, I don't so know if I remember your deep passion for it, but I was trying to be cool. Ah. Uh... It's never really my strong suit, playing it cool. Mm. But yeah, Hench, y'all. It's so good. It's so, (laughs) so good. I am glad you enjoyed it. Yes. Okay, so I had a couple of authors that I just kind of went a bit nuts with this year. (laughs) So my first category is going to be my favorite Christina Lauren book. Nice. I read four in total this year, which was pretty good. But I have decided that my favorite is The Unhoneymooners. It was so good. That's one of the ones that I read by them this year. Yeah. It's so good. They're at this wedding and everyone gets sick except for the bride's sister and the groom's brother. And they hate each other. But they have to take the honeymoon because it was a free one. And so they end up going on this honeymoon together and obviously they fall in love. Duh. But it's it's just, it's funny and it's sweet and it's kind of smutty. Just a, a hair. Just enough to like, you know. Keep you interested. Yeah. 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 That was just so good. Uh, I had some runners up. I recently read In a Holidays. And I will talk about it on an upcoming episode it, more in depth. But it was fantastic, too. It was, like, the perfect Christmas read. Yeah. So I bought it. I just haven't read it yet. Yeah. I got it in a Book of the Month box. And so I sat down with it a couple of days before Christmas. And it was just, it was perfect. The perfect read. But Christina Lauren now is going to be, I, I can't wait to finish reading through everything that they have written. Right or and, die. Speaking of fangirling, I fangirled real hard because I posted our in a holidays uh, on the on our blog Instagram, and they liked the photo, and I was like fangirling super hard. I like video messaged Susie, <laughs> was like freaking out about it. They liked our photo. <laughs> it's so cool when that happens. We've yeah. I've had there was a picture that I took of Lux by Anna Godberson. Yes. And she actually commented on the photo and I lost my mind. So yeah, when authors so do cool. that, author get um Caitlin gets a lot of author likes and comments and stuff because her pictures are like phenomenal. So beautiful. We um, should outsource our photos. I know. <laughs> Which is weird because I am a photographer. You'd think I'd do better. But I, I do Be better. Be better. 
Um, but yeah, but yeah. phenomenal. Christina Warren. I I think I've only read the one by them. Well, so I need to remedy that to immediately because they're freaking fantastic. Yes, ma'am. I read uh, Twice in a Blue Moon and Josh and Hazel's Guide to Not Dating and In a Holidays and The Unhoneymooners this year. And I, I can't wait to tear through more of their, their backlog. Mm. I just think they're fantastic. That's awesome. Yeah. Okay. My next book or my next category is going to be a new-ish author to me this year that is going to be my ride or die, like whatever she puts out, I'm going to read. So this is going to be the book that gave me the happiest of tears. And this will be The Flat Share by Beth O'Leary. It was so good, you guys. So I expected this to be just like a quirky British romance. And it was, but it was so much more than that. So this follows a guy and a girl. She has just been horrifically dumped and is needing a very cheap place to live very quickly. He has a flat that he is um, interested in renting out the room during the days because he works nights. Mm-hmm. So they end up sharing a flat. But This is one meet. of your tropes that you love, too. Yes. Um, yes, it is. I didn't even know it was a thing until you discussed it, like only one bed or something like that that yeah, is a yeah there's only one bed left in the inn and you must share it love that <laughs> love it and so of course they're sharing this this flat and and you know just ridiculous things happen but they start writing notes to each other like one is just to figure out when is the garbage picked up and then it's like hey i made too much food have some leftovers and it just kind of goes from there and what I love about Beth O'Leary is she does these beautiful romances that are funny and silly and sexy, but then she also has, she covers the serious parts of life as well. She makes yeah. you cry. She makes you laugh. It's wonderful. She also wrote and put out The Switch this year. Yes. Phenomenal book. So freaking good. The same exact thing. It You know, it's romance, but it's also real stuff that happens in life. And The Switch, actually, it was her and her grandmother switch homes for a few months and y'all know I love grandmas. And so the switch was just as good. Beth O'Leary, the next book she put puts out, I'm just going to pick it up. Don't even need to know what it's about. It will be <laughs> awesome. That's fantastic. Those both sound really good and I want to read them. I'm a little upset that you have not read them yet. There's just so many books. And so there are too many time. books. There are too many books. I just, I can't read everything. I'm only human. (laughs) Okay. Well, I am moving on to the favorite fantasy world slash fantasy world I'd like to visit. Nice. And I picked this one solely because Bone Goat. (laughs) (gasps) Dang it! That's one of my categories! (laughs) (laughs) So the Bone Houses, I solely would love to visit this world because I would love to see Bone Goat because I freaking loved Bone Goat so much. I'm so mad that you have Bone Houses on your list. Sorry. (laughs) I I am sorry. But it's such a... It was a good book, guys. Mm -hmm. It was a good book. And Bone Goat, like, gave me life. (laughs) And I know we've talked about Bone Goat Mm -hmm. several, several times because we're weirdos. But if you haven't read The Bone Houses, you you absolutely should. It's (laughs) it's really good. 
and there's an undead goat in it that just kind of is around. precious. (laughs) And, I mean, what is life without an undead goat, man? Honestly, I never knew I needed one until reading the bone houses. (laughs) Right. Do you want to do your category with bone houses now? Yes. (laughs) So, my category was best supporting character. I love it. I love it. <laughs> but yes, that's The Bone Houses by Emily Lloyd-Jones. And yes, if nothing else, just read it to meet Bone Goat. And you'll love the story. But Bone Goat right. is just re- the true leading man in that in that story. <laughs> I, I have no idea why we loved Bone Goat so much. But we really did. Uh, yeah. It was one of our buddy reads. I think back September, maybe? Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, because that was my pick, and it, um, mm-hmm. I was afraid that it was going to be too Halloweeny before October. So yes, September, uh, and it was it was good. The, obviously, there's zombies coming back. Uh, when you die, mm. you come back as a zombie, and sadly, Bone Goat perishes, but then comes back as a zombie yeah. goat, which is really nothing to do with the main plot line at all. Mm-mm. We just loved Bone Goat. Yeah, no, he was he was worth. Worth reading for. Yeah, I agree. Well, I'm sorry I stole your thunder on Bone Goat. It was very rude. But I was very proud of my category. I am very proud of that. <laughs> Best supporting character. That's fantastic. Your categories are going to just, they're going to triumph me this year. That's okay. I worked hard on them. Okay. Um, my next one is the book that made me want to call all my friends. And this is a nonfiction called My Glory Was I Had Such Friends by Amy Silverstein. This one I read at the very beginning of last year. So it's been a while. Um, This follows Amy when she was right on the cusp of having to be on life support waiting for a heart transplant. And her female friends from all walks of life, from all over the country, There was about, I think it was like 15 to 20 of them. They all reached out, got a schedule going, and she was never, ever alone in that hospital. Someone was constantly there with her for either a few days or maybe a week or two. Like She constantly had someone there to support her during her worst, worst days. And it was just beautiful. Yeah. It just, it made me want to squeeze the faces off of all of my friends. And it also made me realize that I need more friends. Shocking. Yeah. Need more friends. But um, it was beautiful. Like, it was just, like, it was just the epitome of what friendship should look like. And Mm. it was just, oh, it was so good. So, so good. That one made me cry all of the tears, too. Oh, that's Um, awesome. But it was was a wonderful, like, ode to friendship and what Mm. it should be. And, oh, so good. Loved it. I am very glad that you enjoyed it. I do remember you talking about it. I think we did it for our Galentine's episode. Yes, I think you're right. Back in February, where we honored tribute to Leslie Nope. Yes. But, yeah, that was, that's cool. It sounds really good. It sounds really sad, though. It was I mean, sad, but it was, I mean, like, obviously, so Amy is writing the book, so she lived through it, even though, like, at the time, you're, like, real stressed that she's mm-hmm. not going to get this heart transplant in, t- in yeah. time. It did get very sad in places. Because, you know, at that point, when you've been going through this ordeal for mm-hmm. so long, 
you're so tired. You're in so much pain. And at one point she was like, guys, I'm done. Like, just let me go. Mm. And it was just, oh, it was, it was very stressful. Very, very heartbreaking, but like beautifully, beautifully done. Well, that's good. That kind of segues into my next category, which was my most favorite memoir. And I chose Alex Trebek. Nice. I had a very close second with Barack Obama. I read his first book, which was Dreams for My Father, which he wrote way back before he was even a senator. Mm -hmm. But Alex Trebek's book was just, it was, I mean... He's never put out anything before. You don't really know a lot about his personal life on purpose. And so he wrote this book about a year after he had gotten his diagnosis. When he knew he was not going to make it. He knew he was going to die. And that level of, of like introspection just brings out some beautiful stuff, I think. Mm-hmm. So his story was really beautiful and his thoughts on life were beautiful to read. So I, I think that that took the best place for me. And, and I like that. it. Yeah. yeah. I'm interested to read it too. I wasn't the hugest Jeopardy fan, but like who doesn't know who right. Alex Trebek is. So, I mean, I love Jeopardy. I like to think I'm good at it, but then I watch it and I shout out answers and I'm terrible <laughs> at it, but it was just, I don't know. It was, thought-provoking it gave me inside information to early game shows like the early part of jeopardy the mm-hmm. early part of will of fortune but also just <laughs> writing your story when you know it's getting ready to be over mm. just it, the level of of reflection on his self that he had and like when he was talking about his wife the love of his life it was just the most beautiful thing ever and I listened to the audiobook of it, and he had Ken Jennings read most of it, but the chapter on his wife, he said he wanted to read himself because he didn't want Ken to be talking about the love of his life. He wanted to do it himself, which was just kind of precious. Mm, I know. My heart. So, yeah, I mean, it made me absolutely cry happy tears. Love that. Yeah, but it was really good. I'm glad. Okay. My next one is my most pearl-clutching read. Ooh, clutch them pearls. <laughs> so this is the Southern Book Club's Guide to Slaying Vampires. I have that on my list, too. Yes, I thought you would. <laughs> um, what is your category for it? The Wildest Ride. Yes. I had such a time trying to even categorize this because I was like, I knew I had to have it. But I was like, what on earth would I even, yeah. like, what on what would I even, yeah, but craziest thing I've ever read. Um, the Wildest Ride was yeah. exactly what yeah. came to my mind. Mm-hmm. But yes, most pearl clutching for sure for me. Um, it was insanity. So insane. So brief um, overview, because we have already talked about the all of these books before, but this book is about a book club full of women who um, figure out that their neighbor is a vampire and they try to figure out how to stop him, try to eradicate him. And it... And it's set in the 80s. It it was, you know, good Southern women. 
yeah, I think it was early nineties, but it's, it's good Southern women and their cardigans and their pearls. And, you know, they, they have these spotless homes and, and all of this. And then they're reading true crime books. And all of a sudden it's like, I think our neighbor is a vampire and it's just, and then nobody believes them. The misogyny in this book is unreal. And it's, it's, it's rage inducing. Yes. But he, he, the, the way that Grady Hendrix wrote this book, it's meant to make you infuriated if you're a woman. And then it's supposed to make you so uncomfortable. Like, like the, the many, many times that I cringed so hard reading that book, mm-hmm. it was unreal. So he did a hell of a job writing this book. This was my second time reading a book by him, mm-hmm. and he might end up being a, an author that I, I try to read as much by them as possible because he also wrote Horror Store, which I read two years ago for Halloween mm-hmm. and thoroughly enjoyed. He's just got a real wacky way of writing that totally immerses you in a story. Yeah, and it and, just, like, it... it keeps you on edge and makes mm. you like well I haven't read horror store but this one you were like he agitated you from like the second page and never yes. let you go you were yes. like on edge the whole time mm-hmm. like I frequently had to take breaks because I was just so yeah. heat up about <laughs> it yeah it was and I mean if, he's obviously doing it on purpose mm-hmm. and way to go you sir like mm-hmm way to go you on your writing skills because it's fantastic and I still can't decide if I loved it or if I hated it because there is a fine line with this book yeah yes the writing is brilliant though yes absolutely Mm -hmm. okay I am going to go back to another author that I read a significant amount of and this shocks probably no one that was Agatha Christie Mm. So my favorite Agatha Christie. I read five Agatha Christies in total this year. Um, and I just that, love her. That's a lot. It is a lot. I love her. Um, I read most of them at Halloween. That's funny. <laughs> but they're just, they're good. They're good books. They're never going the way that you think they're going to go. Like she just has twists and turns that you think this book is 80 years old it's going to be predictable but it's not (laughs) it's not that she's the queen of that for a reason and -hmm. it's just spectacular but my favorite one was the murder of roger Ackroyd, and i chose it because of the twist that was so unbelievable that i like audibly said things out loud and startled my dogs when I found out like are you kidding me holy crap did that just happen like are you kidding me and it was shocking shocking twist at the end which is insane for a book that was published so long ago Mm-hmm. But it, it just, she grips you, she gets you in. You have no idea who's going to be the, the murderer. I, I can't say enough good things about Agatha Christie. I just love her so much. Mm-hmm. But we've talked about it on numerous occasions. You really have to get in to the language because British from the 30s is, is an entirely different animal. Um, but, but you have to 
get yourself in the mind frame of reading that. Um, there are some things I looked up on occasion. I can't remember right now, but there are a couple of words. I was like, what, what is this? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I looked them up, but the murder of Roger Ackroyd, it was just phenomenal. Essentially, Roger Ackroyd knew too many secrets and someone killed him for it. So, but the twist in it was the most shocking twist. Like, just jaw dropping. All right. Yeah. I remember you, you being very excited about it. Yes. I think it's, I've read a lot of Agatha Christie in general. Besides this, I've probably read 10 or 12 of her books at this point. My gosh. I know. And I mean, I haven't even put a dent in her, her list. Doesn't she have like 40 or 50 books? She has a significant number of them. I, I can't remember the total number, but this is definitely my favorite by far because of that twist. That's awesome. I do love a good twist that I don't see coming. Yeah, you don't get those, but you don't get those very often. But and especially in books this old, mm-hmm. you would think that you know it wouldn't be as gripping as mm-hmm. it is. But it, it was fantastic. Very good. Okay, my next category. This is the book I've waited most ardently for. <laughs> You've been watching too much Bridgerton. <laughs> Y'all, don't even get me started on Bridgerton. I'll never shut up. Um, but this uh, this is a tie between two mm-hmm. books this year that were released. Well, not this year. Two books that were released in 2020 that I, the moment I heard of them, was ecstatic about. Could not wait to get my hands on them. So book number one, Devolution by Max Brooks. This was my... Um, Bigfoot read. Bigfoot read that I was so excited. It's had a lot of mixed reviews, I feel. For me, it was phenomenal. Um, a lot of people aren't loving the way it was written. So it was written kind of in kind of in diary form. So you don't actually see that the um the action happen. You just hear about it later on. So I get that that may not be everyone's cup of tea, but, and it could be also that I was just so excited that it was a Bigfoot book <laughs> that I was just like, I don't even care. I don't even care. It's Bigfoot. Um, <laughs> um, but then book number two, I've got post script by Cecilia Ahern. This was the follow-up to PS. I love you. Mm-hmm. One of my all time faves. I love books about grief I'm finding and PS I love you really hits the, hits the Mm -hmm. nail on the head in that one. But postscript is actually approximately five years after PS I love you. And you just kind of see how, um, how she's doing, how she's moved on, how her life is going. And it was a wonderful follow-up that I didn't know that I needed until they announced that it was coming out. And then I was like, is it coming out today? Obviously, like I, I need, need this in my life. I need it today, and I had to wait months for it. But well worth the wait, I feel, well, for good. both of them. Yeah. Very good. I really need to read that one because I've only seen the movie, and as you've discussed, you hated the movie. Oh, I hate the movie. Uh, it's such garbage. But anytime I need a good cry, I'll watch that first scene, and it mm. never fails to like bring me tears. Oh, I, I do ball watching the movie. But I Compared sit there to the and I'm book. like, why, why am I crying? This is so dumb. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Okay, I'm going to move on and uh, keep boring 
titles, but my favorite nonfiction for the year. Um, and I'm going to harken back all the way to the beginning of the year, our first buddy read, which was She Said, Ooh. Breaking the Sexual Harassment Story that Helped Ignite a Movement. That's by Jody Cantor and Megan Tuohy. And it oh, is a about... That was so good. It was about the Harvey Weinstein case and the two newspaper journalists who broke the story of his sexual abuse, mm-hmm. which was just, it was so, so good. It was so shocking. Yeah. Like just the amount of crap that he did. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, I got away with and... another infuriating book. Yeah. But so eye opening and thought provoking. And it sparked so many discussions between you and I, between me mm-hmm. and Daniel, between me and other people it just it literally was just I don't even have Mm -hmm. words for how I feel about it but it was fantastic Mm -hmm. it was very very thought-provoking yeah it was good it was very good I forgot about that one that was our first buddy read of 2020 and it was a lot yeah it was a big book it had so so many like just so much information packed into it yeah and there were so many people that were Mm -hmm. affected and it's like if you want to keep reading and you want to keep finding out but it's like this is too much at some points you know yes um but it was really really good i also will say that my my second and third favorites (laughs) because i had a couple finding goby i loved finding goby and I loved getting to chat with Neon Leonard. And I purchased a 2021 calendar of Gobi, <laughs> which I'm very excited about. But 100% of the proceeds are going to animal rescues. Um, or There's one in China specifically that they donated to. That's where nice. The one that helped them bring Gobi home. So if you haven't heard, Gobi was a dog that followed a ma- an ultra marathon runner. Uh, over 80 miles on his ultra marathon race and he decides to obviously take her home with him uh, but getting a dog out of china is no easy task and so the story is about all that but and then we got to we got to interview dion which was he just was, spectacular he was lovely he was fantastic yes um so that was a good one but it was not as thought-provoking as she said so mm-hmm. that's why I, I chose it but also Oak Island. I read. I read some Oak Island. Books I'm sorry. I forget. Do you like um, Oak Island? I I do. In fact, have a small oh, issue. I have no idea. Yeah, I've not talked about it before. It's brand new information. <laughs> I have Oak Island problems, guys. I was texting Susie the other day. I was like, I'm watching Oak Island, <laughs> and she's like, I don't care. What are you not? Right. But um, I didn't go with that because there was no new information in it that I didn't already know because I have problems. So uh, she said still won the the top piece. That was a good award. Yes. That was fantastic. Good. I'm very glad that you didn't give it to an Oak Island book. I probably would have lost my mind. So I'm very proud of you. Okay, my next one is going to be best reading experience. And uh, this is going to Jurassic Park 
by Michael Crichton. Wow. It was so good. Y'all, that book holds up just like the movie does. You can you can read this movie and and not feel read like the movie. God. <laughs> you can read this book and not feel like you're stuck in the 80s and like it's this old technology and no, it was riveting. So freaking good. It does differ slightly from the movie, which is expected, but not as much as you would think. Mm-hmm. Like, it, so good. Did you it, see the characters from the movie in your mind as the characters in the book? A few of them, yeah. But I do try really, really hard when I read a book that I've already seen the movie for. I try to, like, let Watch go of the character. Thing. Yeah, I try to go with what it tells me to see in my head. Um, but I did keep the old man that started Jurassic Park in my head. Richard um, Attenborough. Him. Um, so I did keep him in my uh, in mm-hmm. my thoughts, but that was the only one that really? I Really? Like, no, you didn't this... get Jeff Goldblum in there? I do love Jeff Goldblum, but he's a little different in the book, so it wasn't yeah. um, he's not so as easier to not. Yeah, he wasn't laid out on a rug in his in his pose with his shirt undone. Um our friend Caitlin <laughs> has an obsession with Jeff Goldblum, and she has a pillow, like, with his face on it. It's very sure, disturbing. Sure does. Sure damn does. It's very disturbing, I will say. Caitlin, <laughs> your pillow is disturbing. It's not that bad. <laughs> okay. Because I am me, I am doing a favorite historical fiction. Sure. So, yeah, favorite historical fiction. And I went with The Alice Network, which is another one that I read way at the beginning of 2020. But it was so good. It had a lot of the things that I love in a book. So it was between two time periods. There was an old woman. Mm-hmm. I was waiting for it. She wasn't super old. She, wasn't, she was looking back, though. Um, but she was also Gotta participating in the action in the second timeline, which was pretty cool. Ooh, okay. Um, so it's split between World War One and right after World War Two, mm. and it's about the Alice Network, which is a spy ring of female spies during World War One, and it was so good. It was so freaking good. And then the second time period is right after World War Two, where there is a girl who is looking for her cousin that hasn't been seen since World War Two in Paris. Okay. So she's, she's there's a shocking thing about her and so she's kind of run away from home and she's looking for her cousin so that they can kind of start a new life together okay. and she enlists the help of one of the spies from the first time period who is still alive and we get to hear her story through their adventures and looking for the cousin and it's really Really beautiful. I bawled my eyes out. But also, it's got two wars in it. (laughs) Two time periods. So much. Female spies. Based on some real people, real characters. Just brilliant. Brilliant, brilliant. Yeah, I do remember you liking this. And I vaguely remember the synopsis. So, that sounds like a good one for you. It was so good. (laughs) All right, my last category today is going to be the book that I am most angry I waited so long to read. Oh, that's a good one, too. Yes. You definitely outdid me. We'll call it a tie yes. now. Yes. Okay, 
Um, and this is Sense and Sensibility by Jane Austen. Ooh, yeah. It was so good. I have never read a classic like that. Most classics, I'm just like, it's like, uh, put your head down and just kind of barrel through, like grin and bear it type of reading. But I loved Sense and Sensibility. And I don't know what it was, but she, her sarcasm was real in that book so it had me laughing out loud and then I was laughing at myself for laughing out loud at a classic <laughs> like some kind of crazy person um but it was you, just, you are it was so good loved it so much yeah it was one of the best classic reading experiences I've ever had that's awesome um, yeah and it may be that like I just loved the movie so much mm-hmm. um that I I loved the book so much I don't know but it was just phenomenal so happy with it that's awesome I am glad I do love me some Jane Austen mm-hmm. <clears throat> okay my last category is the book that made me laugh the most nice and that was Busy Phillips autobiography and that was uh, this will only hurt a little and I can't believe I waited so long to read it because it was so mm. good it had moments of sadness and moments of like, she's been through a lot of stuff, but it was also hilarious. Cause she as a person is hysterical. Yes, she is. She's, so, she's kind of out there. Yeah. Yeah. And I have, I'm sad that I waited so long to follow her on Instagram too. Um, Cause Ooh, she's amazing. I don't amazing. follow her either. Oh yeah. She was one of the early pioneers to get behind Instagram stories and she does it a lot. Um, and she's just so funny. She, she's just hilarious. And she's very much a free spirit and kind of a hippie, Mm -hmm. um, which is funny to watch too. But her, her, her book was just spectacular. It made me laugh so much, but it also had moments of, you know, seriousness and moments of she's been through a lot of stuff and, it, it was just good, but it was hysterical. Yeah, I. it's on my list of books to read. I just haven't gotten to it, but I've heard nothing but good things about it. Yeah, that's really yeah. good. I, in Busy Phillips News, just read an article about her daughter. Did you hear that? I did. Uh, she is 12 years old, and she is openly gay, and she also prefers... Or they, they prefer they and them pronouns. And Busy Mm -hmm. was talking about it on her podcast. Busy Phillips is doing her best. Um, Okay, love the title of that podcast. Yeah, it's pretty good. We should probably rename our podcast that as well. Susie and Tavia can only do do their best. Are doing their best, (laughs) yes. That would make so much more sense (laughs) based on our lives. Yes, yes it would. But yeah, I just think that that's really fascinating when anything like that is is coming out and she was just so matter of fact about it like you know people Which are kind is, of like as it should be yeah. right and people are kind of like you know making it a big thing and it's really not and that's what busy is saying you know it, it's not a big thing yeah Love cool. that. she yeah. sounds awesome she's fantastic oh yay for book oscars we covered a whole lot of books. I'm very proud of us for keeping we it did. succinct and and good. Succinct. Yes. Give me $5 for that word. Oh, but I thought you, I, I heard it differently. I heard it. Diff- oh. I thought you said succinct. No. But yes, I'll, I'll give you 
Four dollars. Uh, that's rude. Yeah. Fine. I'll, I'll $5. get dollars. Thank you. I was about to get Daniel involved. He would give me five dollars for that. He wants money for words that are just ridiculous. Okay. No, he really does. But he would also give me five dollars for that word. <laughs> Probably. Um. Anyways, yay for books. Yeah, I am hoping books. for another wonderful reading year this year. Mm-hmm. I have already decided that I'm going to try again to do 100 books. I missed it yeah. by a long shot last year. So. Yeah. Fingers I originally thought of doing only 80, 85, but then I was like, no, I don't want to sell myself short. I'm going to, I'm exactly. going to, I like those triple digits. I do. Yeah. I do too. I gotta get them. Yeah. But yeah, we'll see. If I don't hit it, it's okay. Yeah. But oh, yeah. It's... I'm not like disappointed about not hitting it this year. Um, I, I just, okay. you know. See, it it'd, be, it'd be nice, but mm-hmm. it's not the end of the world. But yeah. Yeah. The point, I think the point of the goal is not to stress you out, but to push you. Yeah. So. Yeah. I've had years where I hit 100 books in October. And then I've had years like this one where I only read 75 and that was a struggle. Yeah. yeah. In 2019, I read 132 books. Insane. Insane. Yeah. And then this, this past year, I only read 85, 86. And you know what? It's just, it's okay. Mm-hmm. However much you want to read is, is the perfect number. Yes, However much you, you mentally can ingest is the perfect number. That is correct. But yes, we are back. Season three. Could you believe this? So many episodes. Thank you guys for hanging out with us this long. Yes. We'll hit our hundredth episode this year. That's wild. Wild. That's wild to me. Yes. But yeah, we'll have to think of something fun to do for that. I don't even know where to begin. Um, But yes, we'll have to do something. Are we fun? Are we fun people? I'm fun. We've already discussed that you're the old lady and I'm the fun (laughs) one. Um. I'll allow it. (laughs) But yeah, we'll think of something fun for the hundredth. But yeah, we're going to continue on with how we kind of started structuring everything last year. um, Where we're just going to kind of go with the winds. We're going to let the wind take us and read what we want to read and not try to structure it as much. Um, We definitely don't want it to ever become a thing where we feel stressed out because we think that you'd be able to kind of hear that. mm Mm-hmm. Um, and it does, it affects you when you're, when you're having to kind of force yourself to reading into reading something that you're not ready to read or you're not wanting to read, but you have to, mm-hmm. that's when you just stop. That's why and, a lot of people hate reading in school. Mm-hmm. So we never want to get to that point. So we're just going to read what we want and we're going to tell yes. you about it. And that's why we just, we decided to take a step back. We're like, we, this is not working for us. Let's re-evaluate. Um, and we're still going to do buddy reads, and yes. we may throw in a themed episode here and there. But mm-hmm. for the most part, most of our episodes will be kind of like a what we've been reading mm-hmm. episode, where we're just picking up literally whatever we want. And yes. my main goal for this year is to knock off more of my own to-be-read list. I did 12 out of 100 last year. Oh, that's not bad. <laughs> yeah, no. A month? Yeah. Not so, bad at all. Pretty good. i I didn't track that. I need to look. Probably not 12. <laughs> I will be honest. Like, I'm, I'm going looking... to revamp my list and recalculate and start over again with tracking it this year. Uh, so out of my eight 
categories, two of the books that I mentioned, I own. Only two. That's not bad. Yeah, well, it's not awesome. I mean, seeing as how you own, like, a million books, it probably, the, the st- st- statistically, doesn't work, but... It is very pretty. You guys can't see, but she's recording in front of her bookshelf today. It's lovely. It's lovely. I, too, am in front of my bookshelf. Yes, ma'am. But, yes, um, happy reading, everyone. Happy New Year. We're so happy to be back. I read very little in December. It was a nice break, but... um, I read a lot, but not at, like, a breakneck pace. It was very enjoyable. Yeah. I mean, when I say a lot, I don't mean, like, an exorbitant amount. I think there were four books. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) But in comparison to you, it was a lot. (laughs) Okay? Yeah. Yeah. To my negative amounts of reading in December, yes. Four is quite quite a few. Um, (laughs) But, yeah, we'll be back next week with a brand new episode talking about new books that we've been reading. Mm -hmm. Much excited. I have some ARCs to talk about. I'm so jealous. But yes, we will get there. We're very excited. Very excited. But yeah. I will try to come up with a new phrase this year. That, it probably won't work. but That is your resolution for the year. See, I don't like resolutions. I feel like you're setting yourself up either. for failure. Yeah, I don't either. I already have enough failure. I don't need it anymore. But yes, we will buy Tavia a thesaurus. And it was a dad joke. I didn't like it. It was funny. No. Yeah. You know what? If you can't make yourself laugh, what is the point? Well, I'm glad someone laughs with you. Yes, me and myself laugh. All right. Happy New Year, guys. Yes, Happy New Year. And we will talk to you next week. (laughs) Bye. Bye.